All right, greetings, everyone. Everywhere from Cuenca, Ecuador to Monrovia, Liberia, and of course, the <laughs> beloved Pelzer, South Carolina. The town's so small, nobody claims it. I'm Tom, and that over there is... Brian. And we are recording today's podcast live here at the vault inside the Playroom, Charlotte's premier recording and rehearsal facility since 1994. Check them out at theplayroomonline.com. Book your session to record or even rent a space if you're lucky enough to have one become available. It's located physically here at 916 Tuckasegee Road on the red hot west side. So check them out. Today's guest is Abby Kay, local, soon-to-be worldwide bass guitar playing and singing sensation. And also here in a support role is uh, the one and only, our good friend, Eddie Z. How's it going, guys? It's good. Okay. All right. Way to take the lead. Eddie, how you doing, man? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just here for the ride, man. So, Abby, let me get you with the easy stuff and the boring stuff first. By the way, Abby, it's okay to laugh. They kind of encourage that. You think it's funny. Okay. But only if it, you don't have to, though. I mean, we're not, not a we, don't know, we don't really know what we're doing. So no, we ain't funny. That's for sure. <laughs> um, where Where are you from? Where do you live? You're not old enough to say, oh, I'm from here, then from here. But where Where do you live? I live in Mooresville. Okay. And that is in what North state? North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina. I see. I see. That's south of Pelzer or... It's north. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom, don't torture her, Tom. Okay. She might not even know where that's at. Pelzer's a little tiny town. Do you know where Clemson is or yeah. Greenville? It's down that way. It's in the middle of nowhere. Pelzer is a it's sign. our biggest listening radius. Yeah, it's with the most people. people per capita in Pelzer. One, listen to us. It <laughs> went from about 2,000 people in the early 1900s. I think 60 people live there now. I would say north of that then. Yeah, yeah. And there's more people in here than are in Pelzer city limits. <laughs> it might be Abby's next, next tour stop. Yeah, All right. yeah. who's we'll, going to stop we'll her? play a show in Pelzer, South who's Carolina. Who's going to tell her no there? Nobody. <laughs> um, what about your parents? What are their names? What do they do? Are they musically inclined? My parents are Jackie and Scott, and they are not musically inclined. They have the ability to sing, but they've never shown any interest in it. Okay. They don't play any instruments? Don't play no. piano? Nothing in church? No. Okay, that's probably better. That way they can't be hypercritical. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, what made you pick up... The bass. I mean, if they're not musically inclined, then you clearly weren't necessarily around a musical family. So it had to be some stuff you listened to, some stuff you've seen. So my first memory of music was when I was five years old. I would ask my dad for a Taylor Swift or a Justin Bieber song on my iPod, and he would give it to me in exchange for the good stuff. So that's how I started listening to Kiss, Metallica, and Motley Crue, and I really started to like that stuff. So when I was 12, my dad took me to see Kiss for my first concert. And I remember sitting at the very back of the lawn, on top of his shoulders, wearing the Paul Stanley makeup, and I was mesmerized by Gene Simmons. All right. He's, he's pretty entertaining yeah. and quite the creep, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> but they are. That's a great show, isn't yes. it? Yes. I was a big Kiss fan when I was a kid, and uh, my first album I ever bought, as a matter of fact, an album is a, a vinyl-pressed Thing yes, that's... I'm aware. Okay, well, listen, man. I don't... The, <laughs> so, the cutting looks. Anyway, Destroyer was the first album I ever bought. So do you still ask for Justin Bieber albums? No, I do not. <laughs> all right, all right. Do you play... Clearly, you're still in school. Um, do you want to tell us where you go to school? I do not. Okay. Are you in... That's okay, and I get that. Are you in any kind of orchestra or band program or chorus or all? No, I've never been in orchestra or a music class at my school. I've always done acting until last year I was able to skip out on a fine art at school in order to do an independent study with my private instructor. Outstanding. What um, do you think you'd like to after high school 
would you like to go into a music play like a Berkeley or a place with a very good music program, something like that? Is that something interesting? I would love to go to Berkeley or Belmont and Nashville, but I've got to wait and see where I'm at in my life in another year and a half. Okay. You may be touring. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Hopefully. I read, okay, cool. I read that you did a Grammy camp last year, if that's right. Yes. What was that like? Grammy camp was the best week of my life. I learned so much about the music industry, but also as my, like, about myself as a musician and even a person. I met my best friends at Grammy camp, and we still stay in touch. I actually just went to New York to see them a few weeks ago, and it was just a really incredible experience. That's cool. Do they live inside the city or just outside, or? Um, my. The friends. My friends. Um, one lives in New York. One is in Iowa. One is in Nashville. We're okay. all over. That's okay. cool. It's a good. It's nice to meet people across the country. Yeah. Like that. Well, sort of. Well, it's okay. <laughs> right. Iowans are typically very um, conceited. They know more about corn than we do. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, that was one of your life highlights. Well, let me ask you this: What's the highlight of this year, 2019, so far? We ain't done yet, but so far. 2019. So much has happened. But the thing that most impacted so far what has gotten to happen is signing a management deal. That's a big one. Because I did that March, sometime in March, and so much has been able to happen because of that since then. What would number two be? Was, would, is Nita Strauss on there anywhere? Absolutely. Okay, Nita just Strauss, wondering. Nita Strauss is always at the top of my list. And for those who don't know, what about Nita Strauss? How are you affiliated? Nita Strauss is the guitarist for Alice Cooper, and I got the opportunity to open for her last December, but then also again this past May. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Femme Fatale, the Iron Maidens, that's where I first heard of her and saw her and heard yes. her play and all that. So that brings me to a question. I'm going to bring Eddie in a little bit here. Like, What brought you, what gravitated you to her to bring her into what you're doing? So it's really funny how it happened. It, um, we do this thing at the playroom called the Bass Hang, and we've done three or four of them over the last couple of years, and it's really just a, an assembly of, of bass players who just want to hang out. And I remember the first one, um, and there was this little blonde girl sitting in the corner just tearing up a five-string bass. And the little blonde girl was Abby, and I think at the time she was like 14. And um, we might have talked a little bit, and then I saw her at the next bass hang, and then I think I saw her at an Alice Cooper show. and um, Stalking Nita Strauss. <laughs> yeah, she was stalking Nita Strauss for sure. And then one day her dad called me and said, hey, um, Abby got asked to audition for America's Got Talent, and uh, she needs some backing tracks, and would you record them for her? I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I really... Truth be told, I really didn't think very much of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just some kids coming in to play. Except that when I said to her dad, oh, what song does she want to do? He goes, oh, The Trooper by Iron Maiden. And I went, excuse mm -hmm. me? Yeah, she's going to play it and sing it. So that was the first indication something was a little... Yeah, a little off the beaten path little, for kids nowadays yeah. in a very good way. And and they came in, and it was Abby and, and a guitar player and a drummer. And I think they did it in three takes. And we used the first one. Um... And that was the first indication for me that that um, the the other members of the band were a little better than okay, mm -hmm. and uh, but Abby really stood out. And um, long story short, I invited her back in. I said, "Hey, I kind of want to hear what you can do," and I brought her in and put her through the paces. And then uh, we were cutting vocals, and I said, "Do you sing harmony?" And she said, "Well, I don't know. I really never have." 
So I put her actually in this very vocal booth, and I started saying, okay, sing harmony to this. And I'd play her the third or the fifth, and she nailed it. And she did that song after song after song. And I went to her dad, and I said, uh, I think we need to sit down and have a serious conversation about about Abby and, and what she's what her future is. Right. So, Abby, what kind of stuff have you learned from Eddie since signing this deal? The good stuff. Yeah, the good that's stuff. A, that's a great question. I that is a great that. question. I don't even know how to answer that. Um, what do you think you've learned? Yeah, I mean, we've been in here in kind of since, you know, you came in and we've constantly heard you play and we've, we've noticed everything getting better and we've just noticed how good the band is and thank you it yeah. started out really good yeah yeah it's going to another level exactly and i'll get to another so, question in a minute i think the most important thing i've learned is since i've started working with eddie he's put me with real professionals and i've had to learn how to handle myself in those situations right that's gotta be tough being so young too it is like i'm playing with people that I'm a huge fan of, but I have to act like I'm more of a coworker and not just there as a fan. Right. Yeah. Well, the reality is, is that when you, when I take Abby and I put her in a room with nationally touring musicians, um, her age is irrelevant. Right. Because nowhere on the record, when you're listening, does it say, "Oh, well, this bass player is only 16." It doesn't say that. It says she either can hang, or she can't hang, and there is no other delineation. And what one of the things that, that has really impressed me over time with Abby is her work ethic is second to none. You guys have been around me long enough to know how I do things. I'm kind of a perfectionist, and, and I work really hard at, at what my goals are. And here I come across a 16-year-old musician that has a similar drive. And that's unheard of, and that's why... Uh, We've taken the steps that we've taken, and every situation that I've put her in, even when she fell the first time, she never fell a second time. And then she rides on top of it, on top of the wave the third time. A very quick study. <clears throat> yeah, and, and a refusal to not be good at something. Yeah. I'll attest to the work ethic, because when we're over here in within the walls of this facility, Better than 50% of the time, you're here. And you're not here for five or ten minutes. You're here for a while. Yes. In fact, we get in, in and out quicker than you do sometimes. <laughs> you don't even know we're here, but uh, we know you're here. And we love listening to it. Speaking of uh, great musicians that play with you. Oh, I was going to ask, because the, the guys that are playing in the band, um, like Logan, Pat, Dave, these guys, how did that come about? I know Eddie had some in, input in that. You probably had to have a little bit of input in it. Um Tell me a little bit of that. So, um, the honest truth is, is that when it was time to, to cut these songs, the first thing I did was I went to Abby and I explained to her that the people she had been playing with were fine for the level that she was on. But if we were going to take this thing to the to the pro, we, we were going to really take this thing all the way, that right. we had to bring in people that, that could do that. And I've known Pat for many years, uh, Pat Garazia from the National Touring Act. He's Red pretty Sunrising. well beyond awesome. Yeah, he's, he's one of the best recording drummers I've ever worked with. He really is. Um, and I think right after I told Abby that we were going to use him and she Googled Red Sun, I, didn't you go to see them? Yes, I went to see them the day after we recorded. 
Okay, and then and then you, I think I got a text from you that says I want this to be my drummer. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you did. <laughs> All right, a smart um, kid. So uh, that's how Pat and Pat said, "Hey, I got a great guitarist." They call him Digital Dave because everything he does is, you know, right on the money. So you know, it's cool if he comes in. And I was like, absolutely. And and Logan is really a funny story because Logan um, Logan worked his way into the band. He uh, he was an intern here, mm-hmm. and we were tracking guitars, and I needed another guitar player, and I was like, "Hey, kid, go suit up," you know. Never expecting he was going to make the record, <coughs> and Gary Pettis, uh, the tour manager from Three Doors Down, had been hanging out with Logan, and he pulled me aside and he said, "Hey, yo, this kid can play." I was like, "Yeah, yeah okay, whatever." Well, <laughs> we put Logan in the room with Pat and Abby and and Dave. And Logan didn't only hold his own, he took over the lead spot in that song and did a blistering lead that when Abby and I watched him tracking it, our jaws hit the floor. And Abby can tell you, what did Nita Strauss say about the lead? Um, I let her listen to the song, and she, as soon as she was done, she said, amazing solo. You know, that's coming from... No, see, that makes it legit. Yeah. If she yes. couldn't see him, she wasn't just lost in his gorgeous green eyes. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to me. <laughs> so that's um, a, a long answer okay. to a short question. Now, that's that's how we end up. Now, the the live band is, is a little different mm-hmm. um, because we can't, you know, we, like when we went to shoot the video, um, Pat was in t- on tour in Toronto. Right. So we couldn't fly in Pat. You know, for the video shoot, you green screen him in. <laughs> yeah, we um, we uh, we got another guy uh in the video who's uh, not a slouch player either, and uh, we had to make everybody really pretty. It's film. Yeah, we we got a chance to watch the video. Awesome. I got a great super early sneak preview on it one yeah. day up here, and it was yeah, the great. production quality. I have a question about the video. Yeah. The the kid, I don't want to use the term kid. You're all young. The younger Abby, and I'm using yes. air quotes. Is that is that kid related to you or something? She looks like you, man. A lot like you. So my mom reached out to a, a school Facebook page that we had and said, I need a 13 to or 12 to 13 year old uh, that has blonde hair and blue eyes and looks like Abby for a music video. And we found her. Yeah, you did. Oh, we man. actually found three. Yes, okay. we did find three. That would have been super creepy. Yes. <laughs> One's a, you know, it's a lucky shot. Three is genetic well, engineering. We did, we did the three thing because <clears throat> we didn't know who would be good on film. Like, just because you look like her if you can't act. Yeah. And then it was a real conundrum because all three of them did really well on film. And I had to be the bad guy and make the decision of, okay, we call her Abby 2 because she was the second one. So Abby 2 is going to get the spot in the video. And so three and four are out of here? One and, one and three, actually. Oh, okay. But we have wonderful picture that we'll put up on social media of Abby and the three imposters. <laughs> and it, and it's, it's a fantastic shot. Like the old Wella Balsam TV ad. You don't know. You can Google that. She has no idea. Yeah, yeah, your parents know. probably don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like shooting the video? Um, the first day of the video um, was the, like, the garage scene and the scenes of her writing the song. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool for me but also really difficult because I didn't get to do anything that day and I wanted to be like I wanted to help out and be a part of it but I just had to like 
sit back sit and back watch and it all. And it was really hard to do that for my own video, but it was really cool. Where did you shoot it? What area? Is it somebody's house? Is there That's a my house. Oh, it is your house? Yes. Okay, That's the cool. actual bedroom. Nice craftsmanship on the window in the mold. <laughs> <laughs> Big That's, shout out to Scott. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's the actual bedroom that I wrote that song in. Oh, that's cool. Okay, that's that's cool. outstanding. Uh, what about the where the concert, the show scene? So that was the second day of filming. We did the live scenes, and that was incredible. I had so many people show up there to support me. They all got to hear the song early, and I really am in awe of how the video turned out. Yeah. Do you do? You, is there a name of the location? Was it somebody? There's not a name. You want to name? Location? It's a club in in Mooresville that okay. was gracious enough to let us shoot a video there. Very nice. After we paid them. Okay. <laughs> well, if you paid them, they don't necessarily Anybody's need gracious. to get plugged. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got theirs. But but really, big shout out to the video crew because um, there were four different cameramen, cameramen, and it was West Art um, that oh. that really put it all together. Shout out to Wes. Uh, shout out to Wes for sure. Um, he had a vision. Him and I discussed the vision. We went through it, and uh, I think we were all pretty stunned when we saw the final product. Like I had a high expectation. The production values are off the chart. Yeah, and you know it. I don't compliment anything really. Yeah, there, so there's a guy that I, I do work with. His name uh, is Jeff, and he, for 25 years he was the manager of Rick James. And Jeff is a salty old dude. He doesn't have anything <laughs> I, nice to say. I know you're talking you know, about. You know Jeff? I know Jeff, yes. He, he doesn't have anything nice to say about anybody. And I sent him an, an advanced copy of the video, and the first thing he said is, the production, your team is off the charts. Um, and then he told me some stuff he didn't like about other things. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's genuine, you know. Was, you know, I don't want you to blow smoke up my butt. You yeah. know, tell me what you think. You're a pro. And uh, so really a big shout out to, to the people that shot the video. I think we were all really stunned. And, and Abby shared it with some, some people, um, some people that have been interviewing her. Yes. Um, and you got quite a response, didn't you? Yes. So I was interviewed by Rockin' Interviews with my friend, and I sent her the video, and she was absolutely blown away. It was really funny to hear her response to that actually but she was just completely blown away was not expecting that i don't know the process by which you would do this but i'm sure you may already know but there's there is a north carolina video music awards yeah it just happened it, it just happened some guys that we've met and have played a show for us did our very first very rudimentary even more so than this podcast <laughs> american theory they actually won I'll the video it. of the year for North Carolina. <laughs> so you should submit whatever you got to do to get it in there, man. It's, I'm sure they will. It's a nice feather in the cap. How surreal is that, though, to be like, I wrote this song in this bedroom, and now I'm filming a music video. And That, was, that was super cool to know that. Um, and it was actually exactly one year ago that I wrote the song till I was filming the video. It was exactly one year. So that was pretty cool to know that a year ago I came home so upset and wrote this song and now I'm filming a music video. It's weird how stuff works out, right? Yes. It's great to be angry. Well, what we haven't pointed out is that the song is based on a true story. And yes. the video is, is a true story. It's, it, it happened to Abby. Right. And uh, that was the impetus for, for her writing. It should have been me. Um, a couple of questions. Now, I know my answer to this, and it's just my limited in interaction, engagement, listening to, observing. What do you think... Eddie, don't answer this. I want to know what Abby thinks. What's the area of the biggest improvement over the past, you know, six, eight months for you? What do you think you've improved the most with? Um, that's 
a tough question. I don't know. I think I've gotten better at songwriting for sure. I came in not really knowing how to write songs, um, except for it should have been me, but now I'm able to just sit down and write a song. I think. Is that I, what you would say? I, I would absolutely say um, songwriting first, understanding what a what a musical hook is, yes. what a verbal hook is, um, song structure. Uh, but the truth is, is that she works equally hard on her songwriting. Her singing has come miles. And I, I don't have a way to quantify how she's done as a songwriter because I don't see what you're writing. I'm sure it's great. So I believe you. your answer. <laughs> but the, the vocals, I've actually commented as we go along. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good. And then I was in here a couple of weeks ago and I heard you rehearse. And I said, man, that's, that's a couple of steps above what it was a month or two ago. And so then I found out you were maybe, uh, maybe uh, you know, doing a little tutelage, getting a little tutelage, a little lessons. Yes. When you brought that song to Eddie... <laughs> this and this, I'm sure there's going to be two different things for you, Abby. What, how kind of intimidating and like nervous were you to show him what you wrote? And then Eddie, on your end, I I mean, was there super constructive criticism? Did you have her do much change to it? Did well, like how did that? Her yeah, how did that interaction go? I had never like it should have been me was the first song I ever wrote, right. and I had never shared it with anyone, and then to share share it with someone of like that level in the music industry it was very very scary but I don't know that I let that show through and I played it and then I got a pretty decent response from it if I remember correctly what you did is you sent me two songs yes I said what have you what have you written and one of them was it should have been me right and one of them I don't recall um and I replied to her I said well this one this one we can do stuff with. The other one, there's nothing there. But I think Abby will agree. What she sent me was a coffee shop acoustic guitar song. Yes. And what we have now is not. Right. It's completely different. Which, um, but well, in, in, to, to tell the whole story, 85% of that song was already done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. It needed a, I said, Abby, you need a bridge. And we had to talk about what, you know, what bridge structure is like and what what job a bridge has in a song. And um, so she came back, you know, it went on for a while. I mean, I'd, I'd say a couple months we were tweaking and, and working on that song before we, we tracked it. And, uh, um, but that's 100% Abby K. Right, okay. I mean, that, that was, cool. that's her, that's her deal. And all I did was make it, um, I took it from the, from the, from the coffee shop mm-hmm. to the arena. That was my job. That probably makes you feel a bit more confident, too, Abby, about the next thing you write. Yeah, so after It Should Have Been Me was almost done in the studio, I already started writing the next three songs, and those are now in the process of being recorded. Cool. And, and we kind of co-write now. Right. You know, okay. we, we write together, and and uh, she's not at all scared to bring me ideas, and I'm not at all scared to say, hey, Ab, this isn't good, or this is good, and... I'll give you an example. We have a song. She keeps, she has this wonderful chorus from another song, and it keeps showing up with different verses. And I keep going, "Hey, Ab, the chorus is still great. The verses yeah. still are not." And so we're still trying to find the right thing to wrap this wonderful, wonderful verse around. But we have three more ready, um, in in sort of different vibes than it should have been me. 
but we're going to ride the it should have been me wave for as, right. as long as uh, – I mean, I think that's our best foot forward. But I think people will be really surprised when they hear that, A, we can go heavier than it should have been me, and we can go poppier than it should have been me. And that – everything comes out on the 22nd, correct? It should have been yes. me comes out on the 22nd, yeah. Which would be today. Yes. Yes, that is today. I got a question for you. What makes you more nervous, doing this interview or on stage? Oh, my gosh, any, this. Any interview. This, interviews. Oh, okay. Not this particular interview. No. All of them. All of them. Okay. I am a very shy person. Yes. Until I get on a stage. She is. I am. <laughs> I don't guess that's an insult. I just no, look at Brian just, like he no, it's funny No, I am we, so shy. We too. run into Abby. Tom and I run into Abby every now and then in the hallway, and she's kind of doing stuff and being dismissive, quiet and dismissive and then pedantic. we saw her at the Playroom Music Festival and she was like a monster shredding <laughs> and it was a completely different person but it was awesome I love but, yeah. being on stage yeah. it's my favorite place to be it's like I'm a whole different person we, we it's sort of a light switch principle that we work off of sure um, so you know off stage we take care of business we, we do the things that we have to do to make music and then Sort of the turning point, I think, is when you get your makeup put on yes. before you get on stage. And once the makeup goes on, then the light switch goes on, and it's Abby K time. And what is our goal of every show? To punch people in the mouth. There you have it. <laughs> we're going to show up, and we're going to smack you in the mouth. And she said one day, we were getting, she was getting ready to go on stage. She said, I don't think I want to punch people in the mouth today. I said, okay, what are you talking about? She goes, I'm going to punch them in the throat. Oh, and I was like, oh, my God, that's my girl. That's <laughs> ironic you would say that. I watched Fist of Fury last night. There's a famous throat punch in that movie. We're not. No. Anyway, it's a movie that adults watch, Brian. <laughs> 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 the friends at school thing. Let me rephrase that because that wasn't a question or a statement. With your friends at school who knew you before you started gaining some notoriety, I guess is the proper term. They still, are, are they still, do you, you guys just interact like you always did? Do you have other people? I'm not saying people, you know, kissing up to you. I'm just saying, has it opened the door to maybe make more friends? Has it affected your existing friendships where they think, oh, you, you're getting a little too well known for me or something like that? It's got to so, be a fine line to walk. Most of my friends are my band members and the people I play music with. Those are my best friends. Um, but I do have some really great friends at school that have um, stuck with me this whole time. And really nothing has changed. They're they're really supportive of me, and I'm supportive of them, and I love them. Do any of them play in band or orchestra or chorus? No. Not, no musically inclined friends? No. Trust me, Abby, it's all going to change when you start making loot. <laughs> when you start making bank, they're all, it, gonna, all, all of a sudden they're going to be much much more friendly. Is it tough right now to do schoolwork? And it this? is. Actually, before this interview, I was out there doing my sociology homework. Um, I'm, Can you imagine? No, I no. I'm balancing I mean, three classes at school and three college classes online, all along with my music career. It's tough, yeah. but I can do it because I want this career so bad that I'm willing to put in the work. There you go. Back to the work ethics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sounds very familiar. Um, what's your most hated school subject? I don't even know how to pick. It's math. <laughs> Just say it's math. Everybody hates no, math. No, it's actually not math. That's probably the one I mind the least. Tom, you may hmm. not understand why. 
So math and music are directly tied. Most musicians are good at math because music is totally mathematical. I'm not being sarcastic. No, I can see that. Um, so, yeah, in many cases, mathematics comes easy to musicians. Um, of course, there are a limited amount of musicians <laughs> that have to take high school classes while they're trying to launch a global yeah. single. Um, but, uh, yeah, I put a, a picture on social media today of Abby sitting at her desk doing sociology homework right before she did an interview on a nationally syndicated podcast. That's not us. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> no, you're talking about another podcast. No, we're only in Pilsner. So. <laughs> it's Pilsner. You idiot. Pilsner's a beer. Whatever. I don't know. Oh, my God. I can't even, Pilsner? You can't even insult Pilsner? counts properly. Pilsner? Pilsner. P-E-L-Z-E-R. The 34 people. To, maybe you have to drink Pilsner to live in Pilsner. To live in Pilsner, drink a lot of Pilsner. Exactly. <laughs> well, what about where, where's, where can everybody find you on, online and... Where is the video going to premiere so people can be ready to see so, that? So on social media, I'm Abby K on Base everywhere. My website is abbykonbase.com, and the video will be out on YouTube today, August 22nd, along with the song on every streaming platform worldwide. One of the, one of the coolest things Abby and I were looking, I literally have a, a global distribution deal with Orchard through Sony, and so of course it's on it's on um, you know iTunes. But we got a list of the countries that the the song will come out on on platforms specific to those countries, mm -hmm. and Russia was on there, and China was on there, and and the UK was all you know all these crazy countries, and we we're just kind Lesotho? of tripping out. Was Lesotho on there? Um, I must have missed that one. <laughs> I, I think I, I missed that. It's a place. But um, yeah, it was it was really cool, and actually, she has press later this week from a, a website in the UK. Yes. So we, we've sort of gotten interest from all over the globe. When you tell the guys from, or the people from UK that you're uh, into Iron Maiden, they'll like that a lot. They're very beloved. Yes. You know, I, uh, I own a music website, and I got the press release come through twice from two different people, so I know it's legit. Like, yeah. <laughs> so the the peop same people that handle Abby yeah. handle Journey and Def Leppard and Tesla as well. So um, well, I like know. me some Tesla, you know that. So did Abby. I mean, and yeah. Tesla liked Abby. Yes. So funny I story. To, I got to hang out with Tesla. Here at the playroom, um, Tesla was in the house rehearsing, and I was working on Abby's mix, and Brian Wheat, the bass player from Tesla, was one of the very first people to hear her song finished. And he was mad because it sounded better than his studio. <laughs> <laughs> How droll, Eddie. I have to look that up, Tom. Oh, sorry. Um... <laughs> One final question. Should I ask this or not? I'll, I'll, I'll do a polite version of this. She's Abby. 16, Tom. It's it's not for her sake. It's for your sake. Oh, <laughs> Would oh you, boy. No, I ain't worried about it. Abby can handle it. Dude. Check your feelings here, Eddie. Would you say Eddie's tough on you slash tough to work with, or is he typically... He wants better for you, but how tough is he when he's being tough? I guess that's the best way I can ask that. Um. So basically, what you're asking is, does he give good constructive criticism or is he in it? Is he yelling, screaming a lot? Is he cool about no, it? He's like, no, he's, man, that ain't going to work. He's very cool about everything, but he's also very honest with me. And yeah. I really appreciate that because he knows his stuff. He's been in this business for, what, 25 plus years or ever, forever, forever. And I trust his opinion and I want to get better. So can I expand on that a little bit? 
expand, expound, however you I've want never, to do it. I've w- never once raised my voice to her. No. Not once. I don't know um, if you've necessarily no. raised your voice to me. <laughs> well, I raised my voice to a lot of people, but not to her. Um, and no, the <laughs> biggest the biggest thing here to address is to me, when I'm working with someone, be it Abby or any of the many people I produce, they're errors of omission and they're errors of effort. Okay? If you screw up because you just don't give a crap, okay, you're not going to get a nice me. You're just not. You're wasting my time. You're wasting your own time. If you make errors and you're working hard, you're going to get the nicest me you've ever met. And I'm going to take you and pull you through the fire. I'll go in there with you. And that's how I feel about Abby because everything she needs to improve on, she works on. And even down to interviewing. So eight weeks ago, she would not was not capable of doing this interview. She simply <laughs> Absolutely wasn't. Absolutely not. No. But we've worked on it, and we've worked on it in preparation for this. And and her bass playing, her singing, her her stage presence was fine. We didn't have to touch that. But my point is, is that everything we've had to address, we sit down, we talk about it, we come to a plan, and she executes. So what in on the in the world am I to be upset or negative about? She busts her butt, man. What else can I ask for? Let me ask you a question, Eddie. Does this because she's the first and only one that you have signed to your management thing, right? She's not the first. Okay. Um, I have ha- I have represented other people before. Okay. Um, I a few years back uh, represented a seventeen-year-old girl. Okay. Who had all the talent in the world, no work ethic, and I dropped her in four months. Okay. Um, so she's not the first. I get asked all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is, uh, she's the strongest. She's the strongest. Now, don't, you know, don't let any of this go to your head. You get a lot I of will not. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, what's up next for you? Everything gets released. The, the song gets released. The video gets released today. Um, what's after that? Uh, what's some upcoming dates later in August or early in September? Where are you going to be? So I've got a solo gig in Mooresville at Ghostface Beer Lab on August 7th and I have a few more unplugged shows coming up and I've also got a full band gig September 28th in Indian Land. It is an Indian Land. Yes. Yep. You'll be opening for a band called Charity Case. Yes. That's a Never good heard band. Of them. Never heard of them. Yeah. yeah. Now you said August 7th. Did you mean September 7th on that first one at Ghostface? September 7th. Yes. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> September 7th Ghostface. All right. Well guys um, there you have it. Abby Kay. Ready to rock the house and it the world. It should have been me. And August twenty second. There you go. It's today out on Orchard Records, a division of Sony. No, it's Orchard Distributing on Playroom Records. We can edit that. <laughs> okay, then <laughs> we can't edit that. We don't have the money. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, you can find it on all platforms. You can Yahoo it or whatever it is the kids are doing nowadays. But check her out on abbykonbase.com. You can find her on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, anywhere your heart desires. That's legal. Hey, I big shout out! One big shout out to. Uh, to Abby's parents. We haven't really talked enough about that. So Scott and Jackie couldn't be any more supportive. They're 110% in and... Um, Not technically possible. It is today. Okay. Okay. Math. Um, I thought math I'm was a, musician. a strong suit of musicians. <laughs> we talked about math, Eddie. Anyway, <laughs> they, they do a great job and Scott actually manages Abby's Twitter account and he's doing a, a phenomenal job and uh it's just to have an, an artist that's under 18 that still is in school if the parents are on a thousand percent in 
Can I say a thousand? Oh, nope. God. Again, the math doesn't work. That's eight hundred and ninety <laughs> more percent over what we were at. <laughs> anyway, they, they're yeah. hugely supportive. They and, are and nice it makes, people. I met them. It makes right. everything we do possible, and uh, big cheers to them. Yeah, but I will say we've we've had the pleasure to see Abby play live. If you get a chance, go to one of the shows. It's impressive. Catch her early before she's a bigger star than you'll ever be. Yeah. And that goes for it. Why are you giggling? That's supposed to be anyway. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, once again, we were recorded live here at uh, the vault inside the playroom, Charlotte's premier recording and rehearsal facility over here on the glorious, the glorious red, white hot west side. It's growing. It's expanding. It's gentrifying. That's probably not a good thing. But check out theplayroomonline.com and see what it's all about over here. And, and also don't be scared to go check out madparkdesigns.com and abbykonbase.com. Thank you very little, and Thanks, have a guys. good one.